Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 334. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. I am so happy to have you here, and I'm thrilled to introduce our guest today, Extus Justin. Extus is a consultant from Get Elevation and has a tremendous story to share with us all. So Extus, I'm just going to say welcome again, and I'd love if you would share your journey with us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show, uh, Kim. Um, And um, in terms of my journey, I guess... um, I'm growing my business and really just getting started because I think that's where a lot of um, individuals are at, either growing or just getting started. Uh, my journey, um, I came from an island called St. Lucia back in the Caribbean, and I moved to the U.S. And I, while in the U.S., I joined the military, the Marines. And then from there, I decided hmm, I did the military thing, and um, now it's time for me to move on to the next chapter in my life. And that's ultimately when I got out of the Marines and got started on uh, building my my consultant business. I have to ask, which has been more difficult mentally, the Marines or being an entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. So I would say um, they, I I guess, um, well, that question is a good question because again, I, I get asked it a lot. And what I find is that it's different types of mindsets because what I what I find with that with the Marines, the mindset of being a Marine, although it could help in business, it, could, it also could hurt you as well too. And the mindset of being an entrepreneur, it could help you as a Marine, but it, got, it could also hurt you as well too. And what I mean by this is that with what I find is that with being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of change in that. There's a lot of becoming. That um, as far as because um, what I learned um, on my journey is that the person who I am today, as far as with my just on my entrepreneurial journey, it's not the person that's going to achieve the results that I want. And the only way for me to achieve those results was for me to, in a sense, give up who I am and become a better version of myself versus when I was in the Marines. A lot of what I did was more in terms of. Um, in a sense, a lot of, I, I guess you could call it, in a sense, repetitive as far as, okay, here's where we're at, here's the mission, and let's go make it happen. Does, does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. But I can see mm-hmm. how the structure of the Marines as well, this is a bad example, but it's the one I'm thinking about, even just mm-hmm. preparing your bunk at the beginning of the day mm-hmm. to make sure, oh, yes. you know, just having that order that could mm-hmm. be so valuable if people could just find that same type of order in their businesses. But so many people are lacking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good thing that you mentioned that as well, too, because one of the things I definitely uh, took away from being in the Marines, it's um, in a sense doing the small stuff because most people, they overlook the small stuff and the small stuff might just be taking the first step and, or as you mentioned, making your bed the first thing in the morning because I remember being in a, a boot camp and going through that journey and it was just something like for three months, 
that's the first thing we did every single morning. And it's something I still to do, um, do today. I was going to ask is, you that. <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Because, and that's one of the things I found is that those small little habits, because most people who um, want to build a business, want to become successful, what they do, they try to figure out, okay, what's this one big mountain I need to climb? Versus how what I've noticed is that the most successful people and something I learned in the Marines as well, too, is it's all about those small habits and whether it's making your bed, whether it's um, just um, eating that apple instead of a candy bar, whatever, that's going to ultimately those are the little things that add up to those big things. Oh, absolutely. I can definitely see that. My husband is a U.S. Air Force veteran. And when we met, he had been out of the service for three or four years, and he was still making the bed first thing in the morning. I'm not proud right. of this, but <laughs> I think I broke him of the habit. Actually, it's not mm -hmm. me. It's just the craziness of the children. He gets up, mm -hmm. he rolls out of bed, and all of a sudden he's got three monkeys climbing from his neck. And it, But he does make the bed before we go to bed. Mm -hmm. I, I love just those little things. But yeah, I agree. I got stuck in that trap where I was looking at the big mountains and not thinking about the little action steps that were necessary to get there. I know you've had an interesting entrepreneurial journey. Would you mind diving into that a little bit more and telling us about the struggles you overcame to get to where you are today? Mm -hmm. So in terms of struggle, I think I, I when I first got started, because um, I think, and that's, I think is just a natural, um, a natural progression is you kind of see other people doing something similar to what you want to do. You uh, maybe watch a few videos or you just see someone um, saying how they are, in a sense, able to achieve something. And you're like, you know, I could do this as well, too. So you take the leap, you take the plunge and you say, OK, let me let me get started with this thing, because for me, it was I saw how others were, in a sense, uh, <clears throat> using information, like using their knowledge to build the businesses. And I said, you know, what? I could do that. And one of the first things I did was I said, OK, let me go out and um, find people to, in a sense, coach to ultimately help um, as far as help them um, overcome challenges and when I got started on that journey, it was one of the most difficult things I ever did because when I, I left the Marines to kind of pursue that that approach, and I ended up, because um, I moved to Indiana first, and then I said, okay, I'm in the, Indiana, I want to move to California to start my business. So I moved to California. I didn't have a job at the time, um, so I had just gotten out of the Marines. Um, so when I, when, I, when I moved to California, I ultimately, um, to, to make ends meet, what I did was I my what is it? it was called a TSP, which is my retirement account. So I kind of withdrew it. I had about maybe $50,000 in there. So I withdrew all of it. And I said, okay, I'm going to use this as basically a stepping stone to help me um, get my business started. So I'm living down in California. I got like a, a cheap car, a cheap apartment, and just trying to um, live off of the, that, that uh, money to kind of um, get my business up and running. And one of the things happened is that I ended up, in a sense, going broke as far as just trying to figure this out, trying to figure out the marketing out, trying to figure out how to get clients and customers and build the business. And every month that went by, my savings, the, the, the money I had in my savings, it was going out paying bills, but nothing was coming in. And I just couldn't for the life of me uh, figure it out. And I remember um, being in my in my apartment at the time, I think it was like a 550 uh, square foot, just um, tiny apartment. 
and just realizing that I'm at the end of my money. I've been, I've bought these programs. I've, I've tried, I put in the work, but it just wasn't working out. And me realizing that I would have to really move back um, to Indiana, um, back home in a sense, because again, it just wasn't working the way I thought. So that was, that's just a piece of my story. And I think a lot of us have these um, pieces. So that's just a little piece of it. Oh yeah. I've had those pieces. I -hmm. didn't have the, the retirement account to work from, but when I started my first business, I had high limit credit cards that I had had since I was 18. Uh I was late twenties when I started my first business. So I thought, okay, I will max out my credit cards to buy inventory and I will sell it and I will make lots of money. And that's not quite how it worked out. Yeah. Instead of making lots of money, I ended up making lots of debt, like close to $100,000. And even when I shut the doors, I was making a quarter a day if I was lucky because of just the cost that was incurred from late fees and interest and I had to get an office to house all this inventory and then there comes a lot of added expenses there. So I can totally, I can totally feel the pain and California, even for a 500 square foot apartment, that is not cheap. I mean, one year in in that would go through half your savings. Yeah. And it definitely, definitely did. (laughs) I'm thinking about the process now. It definitely did because um, California is a pretty expensive place, especially when you don't have any income coming in. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I'm not too far from you. I'm outside of Dayton, Ohio. And so when I hear about people living in California and what they're paying for their mortgage or for their rent, I just feel so grateful. Yes. I mean, where we are is not exactly in the mecca of entrepreneurial activities. I think that would be fair to say don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can't, you, you know, we can't exactly walk out the door and have lunch with a lot of the heavy hitters like you could if you were in San Diego or LA. But sometimes that offset is okay. You know, yeah. just being in small town USA, I mean, we can still do great things and make great community and, and get the clients even when we are in the middle of corn and soy fields. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. what were some of the next steps that you took? Because I know that that's not what you're you're looking like now. So what were your aha moments, and what happened next? Mm-hmm. So my aha moments are, and it's, it's interesting because um, a lot of people, and even myself, when I first uh, started my business, I used to think that it was I, there was one thing. Like there was just one thing I needed to get my business up and going. But then as I kept doing it, because I had to kind of move back um, and move back to Indiana and really had to sit and reflect on all the things I did and all the things that didn't work and all the things that kind of did work or whatever to try to figure out, okay, is this the end for me? Like, is this where it's like I just finally just throw in the towel and go to that, get that nine to five job, which I, I, I just knew with a passion that I just didn't even enjoy the thought of, um, is, is this why I do this? Or is this why I say, okay, how, what have I learned? Because I think a lot of um, us, whenever we get into a, a situation, um, whenever it doesn't work to the point where it's like, it's it's we hit rock bottom, the only thing there that we have left is to kind of reflect 
And when I reflected, I kind of, because I had some good mentors, I guess, uh, just um, going through because um, my entrepreneurial um, journey, it all started with um, getting into personal development and personal growth. And one of the the couple of mentors I had was the Tony Robbinses, the uh, um, the Wayne Dyers, the um, the Brian Traces, and I used to just listen to this stuff constantly, like it was just like a staple for me. Like people would be listening to music and stuff, and for me, I just got to the point where I just listened to this for that it was my music. So whenever I got into tough situations in my life, that kind of um, what I learned from just listening to this stuff over and over again, it kind of, um, in a sense, um, when I got to those tough situations, those are the, the the voices came in my head, whether it's a Tony Robbins saying, hey, is this the end or is this the beginning? And it really kind of helped me to say, okay, you know what? Um, what I need to do is to, in a sense, evolve myself. I had to change because when I look back on the past um, few years of what I was trying to do, it was ultimately me being me trying to get results. And as you know, they say the uh, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I realized mm-hmm. when I started working with my mentor that a business, it's not, and, and the best way he said it is that we don't have business problems we just have personal problems and it reflects now business and when i kind of saw Access, that can you say that thing, again yeah so it's um we don't have um people don't have business problems what we do is we have personal problems and these problems just reflect in our business kind of like a mirror wow i asked mm-hmm. you to repeat that because it's just so big well, and I'm... i wouldn't have ever seen that but when i was going through my own struggles in my business Brenda Burchard was the one I turned to and, mm-hmm. and the same thing. I mean, I, I, he provided the biggest inspiration. And then I realized out of listening to him that it was personal problems that were reflecting in my business as well. So thank right. you so much for sharing. Yeah. So then what happened? Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of, um, again, got into, got with my mentor. And one of the things I've always kind of, found because for me I, I'm all about um leverage as far as what's the least you could do to get the biggest results because um if you ascribe to the uh, the eighty twenty rule, what you'll find is that um when it comes to anything in life and it's like just like let's say you're doing something. So if we if you say, okay, I want to get to um California or something, um what you'll find and if you say, okay, let me go on a trip, what you'll find is that eighty percent of the time you put into the thing will give you twenty percent of the results and 20% of the time that you put into it will get you like 80% of the results. And when I kind of saw that, I kind of figured out, well, if my business isn't working, like what's not working? What part of me, um, what part of myself is not having my business work? And when I really had to think about the whole thing, I realized, oh, it's in my wiring. It's in the way I think. It's in the thoughts I have. It's That's where the leverage is. If I could figure out what's going on in there. And that's when I kind of got into, okay, let me learn more about myself because I know if I could figure out what's going on within myself, um, that's when things, I, I could understand what's happening because I believe that with um, results in the world, like whether our environment, everything that's around us, um, although we might feel like, okay, yeah, I kind of worked hard to achieve this and I did this. I think that right now at the point in my life where I'm at is like, I, I believe that everything is like, in a sense, it's all automated, meaning that although consciously we think that everything we've built, it's like we literally built ourselves. But I believe that it's all based on how we think and based on the thinking we have, that's ultimately just what attracts what we have, right? Right. 
Definitely. Yeah. And that's when I had to really look at my wiring. And I realized that just me being me, the person I was, I realized that that person could never achieve success. Because if you look into like the meta programs and the um, how people think and how um, one person, if one person thinks that way, it'll just naturally bring them down this path in life. And this, this other person with a different belief structure will bring them this, down this path. Um, I guess just um, just so I could get to the point here, um, what I what I what I had to do was ultimately go ahead and in a sense rewire myself for for success, change my values, change what's important to me, change what I kind of how I looked at the world, and when I did that, that's when everything kind of started shifting for me. So how do you look and at just, the world now, and what are your values? Mm-hmm. So in terms of how I look at uh, the world now, um, so. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Are you familiar with uh, meta programs and how they work? I am not. Mm-hmm. So with meta programs, what they are, they're just like. So for example, if I had to say, okay, what's if you were um, if you had a car and you would say, okay, what's the most important part of the car? And most people say like it's possibly the engine or something. And for me, I would say it's a fuel because without a fuel, um, nothing could work. Doesn't matter how good the engine is or whatever. Like it'll just never work. And with meta programs, they're just based on different lenses that you could see the world through. And with them, they're like they're not good or bad. They're just like lenses. So, for example, if someone is a pessimist, doesn't matter what happens within their life, whether it's they find a hundred dollars or maybe they find a thousand dollars, that mindset of just being a pessimist would they would find a way to either see find that thousand dollars as a bad thing. Versus someone who loses a thousand dollars, that person because and that an optimist, that person just because it, um, in a sense of losing a thousand dollars, they would find a way to see it as a good thing, right? Oh, I love that. Like it, when yeah. I had clients or prospects decide not to hire me, and mm-hmm. this was a big shift in my life, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I didn't realize there was a name for it though. But I turned from a pessimist to an optimist. And now if there's a prospect who decides not to hire me, then I look at it with the mindset, well, there's something else better coming. Right. Not that my life is S-H-I-T, you know. Mm -hmm. No, there's something better coming. And I just need to keep on moving toward it. Yeah. And what I had to do for myself, too, was like think more in models, because I used to be someone who was like in the weeds, meaning that. So let's say if you're looking at, let's say if you're um, in a jungle, right in a forest, so you're in a forest, all you could see in front of you are um, the, the trees. You can't really, you could look up and see the leaves, but really you're just seeing the um, the trees just in, in front of you versus if you were in a helicopter, maybe 40,000 foot up, and you could look down and see the entire jungle. So I found that with my thinking, another little meta program I had, because there's like big picture and small picture. Small picture might be the person who's just focused on one leaf on a tree in a forest. And big picture is a person who is on a helicopter looking down and seeing the entire forest. And I had to kind of swap. And, and that was my, my um, at the time, one of my uh, meta programs was like, I used to be a really small picture person. And I just thought like, hey, this is the one thing versus, okay, seeing start thinking in more systems as far as, okay, don't look at the one piece. Think about this whole thing as a system and see which part of the system is broken, which part isn't working. And uh, I just had to basically kind of, and the way I, I do, and I, it's something I still do today, but I had to really kind of figure out, okay, what does it take to build a successful business? Like what type of person, what type of personality, how does that work? How does that look? And based on that, how do I kind of 
get myself to evolve to that that person, that system in a sense. So are you teaching this to your clients or how mm-hmm. has your business transitioned? What are you doing in your business? Mm-hmm. So in terms of my business, so where we're at right now, so in my business, we're at a point where we're generating $330,000 per month. And I highly, and I think, right. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. And one of the reasons for that is again, because I, I think, I, I really believe that it's about evolving because again, with business, there's two parts of it. There's the systems, there's specifically what systems you have in place to ultimately get clients and roll clients, work with clients. And then there's you how you're evolving to the next level. Because again, as as much as I am, we're generating that $330,000 per month mark, we still have next, we, there's still another level for us. So this is something I teach my clients as well too in our in our programs, because I found just, just from someone who kind of gone th- went through what I went through, which is really, really struggling to make my business work and to really make things, um, really make things happen in the real world to now be in the point where I'm at today. And I realize it's really, there was two aspects of it. It wasn't just the business tac- business tactics as far as um, the opt-in pages, the product, the um, the websites, the, um, the marketing. It was a balance of both knowing the systems, but at the same time, knowing how to transcend myself to, to get to that next level, to become that better version of myself and to really go work on that on the internal and have that reflect in the external. I love that. How long did it take you to see this, this shift though? Or maybe mm-hmm. I should refine that. When were you in California and how long mm-hmm. has it taken to get to where you are today? Mm-hmm. So in California, I was in California in 2014. Okay. Yeah. So in just four years. Ryan. That's huge. Yeah. And a big part of because something I do for myself too because I realize that it's just a, a process of evolution because something I always wake up like like and it's, it's a thought process that's constantly running through my head um, because one of the ways I used to think before was in terms of again is just like just me what can I do to grow my business versus and then the model I had to get away from is more systems thinking. Because with systems thinking, what that and I, it kind of was a painful thing for me because when I kind of look back on what didn't work, I realized back in California, one of the reasons why my business really didn't uh, work was because, um, in a sense, I was I thought I was my business, meaning that whenever and what that meant was that whenever I showed up in my business and I took action, well, something happened. But whenever I didn't show up in my business, I didn't take action. Things didn't happen. And I realized, like, and I put in so much effort. I used to work like 16, 17, 18 hour days um, trying to make things, trying to figure this thing out. And then when I kind of got beat down and just couldn't do anything any, anymore, nothing happened. And one of the models I had to switch to, I realized that in, in I think I'm um, Peter Drucker, he said that um, the system, like um, the results that you're getting, it all comes from a system, whether it's in your life, your business, like everything that's happening, it's just based on a system that you're running. And you have to be conscious of what that system is. So when I realized that, oh, really, I was focused on like working, like working in my business. I wasn't working on my business, meaning that I wasn't out there building systems that could I could that could work without me, that I could have other people run and that type of stuff. And when I switched to the mindset of, okay, let me start building systems and let the system do the work. That's when I got out of 
thinking that okay when i went back um me talking about um if you remember me saying hey there's you could either look at being a, in a, a forest and look at a leaf versus being forty thousand foot up in a helicopter and look at the whole force as a, as and you could see everything right 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 so yeah when i switched into more seeing the world as far as okay systems are really what businesses are built on and although with my business i'm a coach i'm a consultant i help people but in the background what needs to be running are i needed to be focused on building systems because again if the system doesn't work i could always tweak it versus me doing the work and trying to show up every day and and putting in all this energy and then Although I would, things would happen when I put in the energy, but as soon as I stop, everything just stopped. I would love if you would jump more into what your system actually is, because do you mean technology system? Do you mean uh, not technology, like a, just a, me- a way of running your business? Mm-hmm. Could you expand yeah. on what you mean by system a little bit more? Yeah. So what I mean by system is, uh, in a sense, a, a process, a template. So, and I believe, and I have two different uh, places where I have them. There's in the business and there's within my personal life. Um, so a system in my personal life might be, because what I found is that humans, we're all creatures of habit, meaning that we we think we might be doing new things or we think we like learning new things or we think we like change or we think we want a better life, but we really don't. We just, in a sense, my mentor, he said, we're all addicted to our struggle. Like, as you know, of habits, the way habits are built is like, if you focus on something consciously for about, some people say 30 days, I think more about 60 days. And if you actually focus on, on, on do something each day on that habit, it'll eventually become, it'll be just like the way you start seeing the world and you just couldn't see yourself doing anything else versus, hey, that's just how I've done it. And it's just a habit, right? Right. So that's ultimately what I had to do for myself. I have to, I have these habits because I found that with human beings, we're all just creatures of habits. And if you want different results, it's the wishing, the wanting, the hoping, that's cool. But really you have to figure out, okay, what is the habit that's going to get you those results? And how do you condition yourself to ha- install those habits within you? Because, again, if you can't get these habits, my mentor, he always says, if you don't have it in habit, then you don't have it. And I see it a lot with um, different people who want to change their lives. They're like, I could get on a call with someone and say, hey, here's what you should do. Here's what you got to do. And on the call, they'd be like, yeah, this sounds great. This sounds great. And they'll think about it for a couple of days and take action. But then next week, they just revert back to who they were. Mm-hmm. And simply because they don't have a process of evolving themselves and figuring out, okay, how do I train this habit within me? So that's one of the things I have. And I have a process I do each morning in a sense for myself as far as to train those specific habits. Because I know if I just do that, it's inevitable that those habits will take root. And it's inevitable that I will reap the fruits that these specific habits, um, they, they give you. Just like if someone eats a candy bar, that habit of a candy bar for or like or maybe let's say a whole cake i don't know if people just sit home and just eat entire cakes but if someone just does that builds that habit which i think if someone doesn't have it that would be a pretty difficult hard habit to um to build just because it takes time and it takes a persistence but when they get that habit down they will inevitably reap the fruits of that habit and versus someone who decides okay i'm gonna each morning i'm gonna go for a a 10 minute jog 
that person will reap the benefits of that habit, whether it's good or bad and different, whatever, but they will reap those fruits. And I see the same as with us as well, too. Well, so we got to figure out what habits are going to give us the right fruits and then go ahead and install these. So that's the first part about the personal kind of habits and then and, and, system, and building systems for these habits. And then the second part is within the business. And that's when it really hit me. That's when they're most important because with business, a lot of people, and the way I used to think about it, so I used to think that, hey, this is my business and I, 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 I'm the only one who could do this. However, I had to completely change my thinking process about business. My, my, what, how I see myself now is I'm a systems builder meaning that I think and I build systems and I have other people run the systems for me. And that's like a, uh, me talking from this um, perspective right now. It's like a totally different than where I was at two years ago or a year ago. The way I would, if, I were, if we were having this conversation, I would say my biggest challenge right now is having more time in the day to get more done. That's, that's how I would think. And now, because I kind of changed my model within my businesses, my my in my business right now, my job is to figure out what result I want. What's the, what does the end result look like? What would the system have to look like? And it's never just one piece. It's always a combination of different pieces. And then how would that system look? And as soon as I have that mapped out, maybe test out just a little bit, and then who can I find to run it? And um, just a tangible ex um, example as far as what we're doing in our business right now is we're, in a sense, I'm reaching out to more affiliate partners to help us sell more of our products because we're doing a lot with Facebook advertising and we're doing a lot organically. But now we want to get into more um, partnerships. And for me, the way I would have done it in the past was, OK, let me just me personally, let me just go out and reach out to as many partners as I want to as or as many partners as I can. And as you realize, that's just a job in itself. You could spend your entire day, weeks, months, just reaching out to different people and having great conversations or whatever. But you also have to realize that that's just going to suck away your life. You can't do anything else except for that. And for me being where I'm at right now, I could see that if someone does that, then they don't really have a business. They're just like, in a sense, doing a task versus me having to sit back and say, okay, what all the pieces would I need if I want affiliates to be promoting our products and stuff to really help us sell more? What does the system look like to make that happen? And I had to think, okay, first we would need to figure a system for finding these affiliates. After we do that, the next thing we need to do is figure out another system for, okay, how do we, what's the communication that gonna look like when we find these affiliates? And that's another system there. Then the third thing is, okay, how that is a call? We'd probably need to get on a call with these different individuals. What does a, a call look like? How does a call look? And then the third thing is getting the actual promotion set up with the affiliates. I mean, the fourth thing, getting the, the it set up with the affiliates. And then the fifth thing, which is based on the results we got from those um, those um, promotions, um, how can we schedule future promotions with these affiliates right there? So one person might have, in or in the past, I would think of this as far as, well, this is one thing and I could do it versus now there are five steps to this system here. And I, well, the way I see it right now is like, I need to find, I, I like, um, I'm going to build that system and then I got to find different people to run that system. Because for me, if I get caught up trying to do the work, I can't think. And the minute I get into doing work, it's like if you're doing work, you cannot think of good ideas. You could just do work and just the results are just going to show up. And all that's going to happen is you're going to get to the end of your time 
and whatever results you end up with, that's just it versus me thinking about the system and how do I get other people to run the system and they're going to tell me what challenges they're having and I just focus on, okay, let's address these challenges and keep having the system work the way I see it. Does that does that make sense? Oh, it absolutely makes sense. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Exodus, but I actually, I'm, I do marketing automation for six to seven figure business coaches when I'm mm-hmm. running positive productivity. And specifically, I do a lot of work in Infusionsoft. Mm-hmm. So I can totally see that because there are a lot of people who, a lot of entrepreneurs who buy into programs like Infusionsoft and they feel like they need to learn it themselves. They need to be building out. But if they hired an expert to do it for them, then they could be coming up with the ideas and having somebody else build it out for them while they are out there continuing to build their business by working on it instead of in it. And I found myself in that same place. Unfortunately Mm -hmm. slash fortunately for me, I, because I, do use Infusionsoft in my own business. I tend to do both myself. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. I should be getting somebody else to do my own implementation for me, right? Uh-huh. But I see that so often. People are spending, they think they're being busy by working in their business or being productive, but in yeah. fact, they're holding themselves back. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could just never grow. And it's something, and that's one of the things I had to kind of, it's, it's something I constantly remind myself of too, because everything I'm sharing with you here, I have visuals for them because I'm not, the only thing that makes me a little bit different and getting different results from people is because I've kind of, I daily, I bring myself up against that. Like I have to like constantly say, hey, you're not like a mindset. And I guess I'll just pull it up real quick just so I could just give you really from what I'm, I stare at every day. So one of the things, let me see here, where is it? Okay. So one of the things I stare at every day is, um, because again, going back to the um, getting other people to do the work, because I always thought that I didn't have enough money because I would have some money in my business and I would say, you know, I, I, I no, 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 I, I can't afford to hire someone else because I, if I do, then I won't have the money. Like where the money's going to come from. And what I found, that was just my model of thinking and they always say in, in business, or oh, one of my other visuals is focus on what you want versus what you don't, uh, focus on what you don't want. And it's like, something I have to remind myself of is like, I make decisions based on opportunity, based on decisions based on fear. Because when my meta program was, okay, hey, I'm doing this because I'm trying to get away from this bad thing, I could never make any progress versus, hey, I'm doing this because I see an opportunity and really just focus on the opportunity and not really caring about what el- what else happens. Um, so in, in terms of, because a lot of people might listen to this and they might say, well, I would love to work on my business versus in it. And when I think back about my time, as far as how much time I worked in my business, I realized like, wow, like what, what, what kept me from working so hard in my business and thinking that, oh, there's going to be a time when I could work on my business. I'm going to, I guess the best way to say it is that I thought that if I could just work on my business hard enough to make it work, then I'll get to the point where I could hire other people to, um, so I could work on my business and it just never happened. I, I really had to just say like in an instant, like today, if I were having this conversation with myself, I would say, X, how much money are you making in, in your business right now? Are you bringing in, whether it's breaking even or whatever, are you bringing in just a little bit more than you are um, spending? 
get a team, start building out the system, start build, working on your business because it's like this cycle. If you don't, you'll always be stuck in that, in that, in the, on that rabbit, um, on that, uh, what do you call it? The hamster wheel. On the hamster wheel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Extus, the episode that is going out just before yours, I just want to verify this. Yes, episode, your episode. Listeners, you can get all the show notes and the links for Extus's episode at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp334. However, in episode 332 with Haley Burke, Burkhead, I was talking about how I, for three months, was spending 75 hours a month editing and doing all the work for my podcast myself. And at the end of those three months, I realized I'm in trouble. My bank account is pretty much empty. Mm -hmm. And it's because I've been working in my business rather than on my business. Yeah. And it wasn't hard to find that perfect person. And she knows who she is. And she'll be editing this episode highlighting, you know, but those hours that she has taken out of the process have been absolutely amazing. I'm I'm leaving for a conference tomorrow, which really wouldn't be possible if I didn't have her doing the work behind the scenes. But I do want to ask though, what does scaling your business to over $300,000 a month look like? How big is your team? How many products do you have? Mm -hmm. Can you just give us a, a, well, to use your expression, the helicopter view of what your business looks like? Mm -hmm. So in terms of team members right now, so we have about 11 uh, team members. And with team members, um, and a lot of people might ask me, like, how do you get people to, um, in a sense, if you don't have the money to get people to, like, if you can say, okay, I want to find the best person and, and just go work with them and pay them the money. Um, what I recommend is, um, uh, what do you call that, Upwork. So you could go on Upwork because what I found is that as an entrepreneur, you have to be, in a sense, a salesperson. You have to have a vision and you have to be able to enroll people in your vision and if you're going to get a team member to work for you, you always want to find people not who, who who believe in your vision. Of course, we they want to get paid as well. So you want to and you want to make sure you pay them um, what they're worth. But you want to always share your vision. Like if someone comes to work with you, don't just say, hey, I want you to do this specific thing for me. But share with them the, the big picture vision and just share with them how you see it's going to benefit them long term and try to find people who they're interested in being part of a team and working long term for you because that will really help you. So that's where our team is at. So we're about 11, 11 people here. And we're also I'm in the process of getting a few more um, in there. Now, in terms of product-wise, so right now we have a high-ticket uh, program, which we sell for uh, $6,000. Um, so that's the core of our program here. And we make the bulk of our money with that initial program here. And then from that program, um, when clients, because our, what we what we help clients do is ultimately package up their knowledge into high ticket programs. So programs, they could sell anywhere from a, mim, a minimum of uh, $2,500 to $10,000. So we show them how to do that. And we also show them in terms of um, how to basically more automate their marketing, which is doing the, um, the just-in-time webinars, the automated funnels, instead of having to go out there one-on-one -on -one and trying to talk talk to individuals that way and we take them through Facebook advertising 
So in terms of product, we have that's our core product. We also have a high-end mastermind group. So whenever our clients, um, so when someone hits the $30,000 per month mark inside of their businesses, they get a private invitation to our private mastermind group. So those are two pro, um, core products right here. So the mastermind and the, um, the high-ticket um, program. Um, so those two. And we also, right now, my team and I, we're also building out some more products as well too. So that's also in the mix. But in terms of um, how we work with our clients as well, too. So when we sign on a client into our um, core program, the $6,000 one, um, so they work with us in a sense um, in, in they work first in our, our program. So it, in the past, the way I used to do it before was I used to it was me doing the coach and it was me jumping on calls and doing that type of stuff. But now, since we've transitioned into more, working with our clients more in a group setting, so when I, when we enroll a client, they go into a private uh, Facebook group. We I have a couple of coaches in there who kind of provide support in there, and um, we do um, weekly uh, co um, coaching calls, group coaching calls. Oh, awesome! Yeah, because I was going to ask, you know, that type of income, you can't be making all of that. Well, I'm not saying you can't. I mean, it would be really hard if it was just you to be making all of that, if you were trading dollars per hours, but right. it definitely sounds like you are not doing that. How many hours would you say you're working a week right now? Mm -hmm. So in terms of how many hours a week, and I think it's all a preference because um, what I, what, what I used to ascribe to in the past was I want to be able to work as little as possible um, and ultimately get to a point where I just don't work anymore and be able to just do anything I want, um, just go ahead and travel and just do that. And I did get to the point where I did that. But what I found is that what, what the place where you want to get to, because most people feel like working too much is a bad thing, the way I see it is that doing what you love, you can never do enough of what you love. Because again, if you love it, it's just, hey, it's, it's, it's not work for you. It's just, hey, this is just what I love to do. So I see it as far as with working in my business, in terms of time, I spend within my business, I would say I, I probably spend about maybe 40 hours per week, but it's not in doing, yeah. it's more in thinking, it's more in like like what I love, which is kind of where I kind of the level I'm at right now, although in a, maybe in a few years I might change and become a different version of myself, a different person. But as of right now, it's in really just um, figuring out, okay, what results do I want? And then based on that, hey, what does the system look like? Map out the system and then have other people run those systems for me and me track the results and tweak that. So that's why I spend the majority of my time right now. And I've spent about maybe 40 hours per week um, focused on that. I'm in a mastermind group on Tuesday evenings with an awesome group of guys. And we've actually nicknamed ourselves or our group as the unretireables. Because we love what we do. Yeah. We're not all 100% self-employed yet. I am and a couple others are. But those that aren't are working to become full-time in their business. But all of us love what we do in our businesses. And none of us can ever see ourselves retiring because we just, we love it. It's We're not working because we have to. Mm -hmm. We're working because we love to. And I will full out admit that I work at least 40 hours a week, but it's not because I have to. It's because when I'm driving down the road to get my kids from daycare, I come up with another idea. Mm -hmm. I have to be careful. 
of those ideas. Listeners, you know, I have chronic idea disorder. I have to be careful <laughs> how many ideas I am implementing at any one time. But sometimes those ideas do run away f- with me, you know, and and I'll build them out or I'll find myself just engrossed in a training. And I call that work because it is still working on my business. Mm-hmm. But I'm not doing it anymore because I have to. I'm doing it because I want to. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's the beauty. I think that's where we all should aspire to to be. Um, because I know a lot of people who maybe they're just getting started or they don't know. They come in just thinking, hey, I just want to get all the money and just not work again. And for me, it's like, no, that's not really the way to think about it. The way to think about it is, hey, find what you love to do. Something that when you do it, of course, you want to make sure that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you want to make sure that it kind of makes you some income and makes be, be able to provide for your lifestyle, the lifestyle that you want. But just realize that the thing, whatever you decide on, that's going to be what what should fulfill you. And you, should, you shouldn't see it as work. If you've seen it as work, although in the beginning it might seem like work, but as you keep evolve and as you keep getting to the next level get to the point where you only do what you love because when you get to that point then it's like that's where i I believe life starts oh absolutely do you think you would actually be able to only work 10 to 20 hours a week um i definitely can in my business i can no i mean um mentally i don't mean physically Mm -hmm. but would Mm -hmm. you be able to remove yourself um, let's see. I don't, th- well, I see it as far as, um, because I could, and the way I think about it now is within systems, because there's p- p- parts of my business now, um, where I could just totally remove myself completely and the business was still, would still be making money. Things would still flow. Let me um, revise so, this one more time. I mean, mentally, okay. like mentally, would you be able to physically and mentally remove yourself from working like let's just say that you got offered right now a Mm -hmm. month-long vacation somewhere else where they told you you could go if you could not think about work Mm -hmm. would you be able to uh no yeah (laughs) i i would not be able to because i'm always well i guess i if um i would always want something to be working on Uh, me too okay (laughs) yeah yeah my husband and I like people people joke about you know when our kids move out and we still have little kids who are three and four Mm -hmm. and someday when we'll retire I'm like I just laugh like that's not (laughs) happening that's not happening I love what I do too much I'm gonna be really old and all gray and I'm still going to be here hopefully doing the positive productivity podcast and mm-hmm. I'll probably be talking nonsense, but if it keeps me sane ish and happy in an old ripe age, then I know it's going to take a, it's going to take a lot of brute force to take my work away from me. Yeah. I just have to make sure that it's not forced away for health reasons, right? And I think that's something that we all have to be careful about because we can easily give up the self-care that we desperately need to take our business to the next level mm-hmm. by sacrificing our own self-care in the process. Yeah. And I think it's it's really important too. And that's why I always think in these systems things because you always got to figure out, okay, 
how does what one thing affect the other? When you start thinking in systems, you you don't go into just okay, what let me let me work. You go into well, what does my health need to look like, and how do I kind of structure that so that way when I get to work, I'm not I'm t- my, my I'm taken care of in a sense. I'm not trying to go at this 110 miles per hour with the handbrake up, and I'm although my business is working, my health is falling apart, my relationships are falling apart, and that's why I love seeing everything not just as one. Um, or not just as a whole bunch of different separate pieces I see them as far as, although they might be separate, but we also got to look at that, always go into that 40,000 foot view and see, okay, how is my health connected to my business? How is that connected to my uh, my family and all of those different uh, pieces? Absolutely. It took me, it even took me a year into the Positive Productivity podcast to realize that the pillars of my brand and my business are self-care systems and support. So everything that you have talked about during our call has resonated with me so completely. And I love that the systems are not just technological, positive productivity podcast. I don't always say words properly. It's not always just technological technology systems. Let me try that again. There you go. Um, there's so many more systems that we need to have in place besides mm-hmm. just the tech side. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I, You've absolutely inspired me. I know you've inspired listeners, but just knowing in four years, hearing where you've come from to where you are now, you're not just inspired listening, listeners, you're inspiring me too. Wow, $330,000 a month. That just blows my mind. So thank you. You're welcome. Where can listeners find you online, learn more about your programs, sign mm-hmm. up and, and all that great stuff? Yeah. So um, they can find me on my website, ecstasyjustin.com. Uh, I'm giving away a free uh, training on there so they could just... Um, Go to my website, uh, check out the free training, and uh, just see what I'm doing within my business. I also um, own a couple of uh, LinkedIn groups as well, too, and uh, face Facebook groups. So if you um just jump on my LinkedIn profile, add me on LinkedIn, or just uh, connect with me on uh, Facebook, um, you'll be able to just uh, scroll through my profile and just uh, find uh, some of my uh, different uh, groups on there and uh, connect with me there. And I'm also going to be hosting the special webinar uh, for this for the listeners of this uh, training. And uh, Kim, we will be able to put uh, links beneath the uh, the this. Uh, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So yes. So if you're a coach, consultant, or service provider, there should be a link uh, on this uh, page where you could um, just click on there and um, register for a free uh, webinar uh, training I'm um, going to be doing. And ultimately, it's where I'm going to be sharing with you exactly what I'm doing that's allowed my business um, to generate $330,000 per month um, at the moment. So you could see uh, what's uh, working for me. So if you're interested in this uh, free webinar, um, you could just um, click on the link that's uh, below this uh, audio. So be sure you're on uh, Kim's uh, site yeah. um, to get it. And um, yeah, so that's um, looking forward to seeing you on there. Yeah, listeners, you can get the 
all of just or all of Extus's social media links, his website link, and the webinar link at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp. And if that's who you are, I would highly recommend look into meta programs and do some study on that. And when you kind of learn about them, don't just get a, a conceptual idea of them, but apply them to your life. Go ahead, go to work on changing yours because that's where your biggest leverage is going to come from in your life, your business, and the, uh, the ultimate results that you want. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. 